This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Convos. It's me, Megan, and I'm here with my boss, Shelby Croft. <laughs> and me, Shelby Croft. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, what's up, Shelbs? Can you believe it's basically mid-November? I, I cannot believe. I honestly I cannot believe. Um, you know, we're sitting here talking about I don't know, we've been talking all week about the turkey trot and about Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how is this possibly already here? I I really just, I feel like we were, quite frankly, at the state fair. Yes. So, I know. And, so, and it was like snap of the fingers and here we are in the end of November. So yeah, it's weird. What, what are is. your Thanksgiving plans? Are you guys hosting or are you going somewhere? Um, I am actually not quite sure yet. It's a little bit up in the air. I think we are going to run a turkey trot. Um and then nice. I don't know. We'll hit we'll hit a meal somewhere at before or after the meal. I hope before. <laughs> I, you see, it's actually still clear if I'm even running or not. I'm just I'm humoring my husband on this one. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. I think for me it would probably be more of a walk run. So <laughs> I'm like, my race days are over. I did that years ago. <laughs> fair so. enough. The knees hey. can't take it. Yes, but you know it's a fun thing. We've got some friends doing yeah. it, so we'll we'll sure. we'll get together with them in the morning and and support that. So that'll yeah. be fun, and then we'll stuff ourselves silly later, which I hope you're doing as well. Absolutely, I think um, we're just gonna do close family at our place. So Ooh. I'm looking forward to hosting this year. Yeah, we need to order the turkey and get everything together. Oh, awesome! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, and then after uh, Thanksgiving comes... Then it's time for the next holiday. So, Megs, there's been much debate that I've been hearing this week as to, as to when it is appropriate to decorate for Christmas. Listen, some people have already started. That's totally fine. I am not that person. I can't go decorating and getting a tree, which I like to get a live tree, by the way, um, till after... Thanksgiving. How about you? Same, same. The weekend after Thanksgiving would be the earliest that we would possibly go and maybe not even then. We're kind of last minute Larry's on this. Um, I know Mav is already bugging me about the elf. When is the elf coming? Mom, when do you think our elf's coming back? It's it's too, too early soon. for me right now. Too soon, too, too soon. soon, sir. I can't, I can't figure out enough places to put it. <laughs> well, I will anyway. say, Yes. It, it, while it may be too early for Shelby and I to start decorating, we know that tree farms across Ohio are preparing for, of course, a, a great Christmas or holiday season, um, whatever you may do. So uh, with us today to talk about a special event coming up um, and getting ready for the holidays, we have Amy Galehouse from Galehouse Tree Farms. Amy, thanks for being here. Thank you for we having also me. Have we also have Scott Anderson with Advent Christmas Tree Farm. Uh, Scott, thanks for being here as well. You bet. Happy to be here. And last but not least, welcome back, Dan Kenny, uh, the chief of our division of plant health. Dan, welcome back. Thank you very much. Good. <laughs> so the first thing that uh, we want to talk about today, we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas trees in general, but uh, we do a very 
just really cool event every year that we team up with the Christmas Tree Association. And uh, Amy, we're so happy to be able to do that. But it's called Operation Evergreen. And it's taking place this week at the ODA campus. And Amy, why don't you just describe to everyone what it, what it is exactly? Um, a number of years, some veterans chose to offer Christmas trees to be sent to troops who were serving overseas during the holiday season. Um, and they've been doing this since 94. Um, it was the veterans who volunteered to have it done. So we collect trees from throughout the, the uh, state of Ohio. They get uh, bagged up and put in boxes. Uh, we do have to have them inspect at the ODA before they go out. And then we have school children, volunteers, scout troops, church groups who help make ornaments and put them in the boxes also. And they go out every year and it's, uh, we've been to uh, Kosovo, Bosnia, Qatar. Uh, we've had some go into Afghanistan, um, Iraq, and then uh, now we're sending them into Kuwait. And if we're lucky, maybe Jordan this year. Wonderful, and it's it is a really really cool event that um, we host at ODA, and our division of plant health is part of that. Dan, can you talk about where ODA comes into all of this? Yeah, we we um, really we we provide just a spot really for everybody to come in and drop off the trees, and then our inspectors are involved in certifying exports um, plant products that that go overseas. So. Um, it's a it's a good central receiving spot where we can do some, do our inspections and then help help out with the event. Um, but it's it's really the Ohio Christmas Tree Growers Association that really gets this uh, moving. So, but we're happy to play our part and and be a part of the great event each year. It, it's just it's such a neat operation to to see to go out and and witness just. The entirety of it. How many, Amy? How many trees? You may have said this, and I apologize if I miss it. How many trees are going out this year? We we send a hundred trees. Um, part of okay. it is because we have to fund the the shipping for it, but everything else, everything's donated for it. We have sent as many as three hundred in the past, but that's when we had extra sponsorship for for shipping costs. And of course, the shipping goes up. We push every year to get the hundred trees out. It's just the way it goes. We originally started with only sending 39 of them out. Oh, wow. So started out 29, wow. 39, and the executive director drove around the state of Ohio picking them up and collecting them. And then she had to have an inspector at each place before it could send them out. So it was. How, uh, how many years has this been going on now? What year is this for the event? 28th, 29th. Wow. Seven, okay. something in that range. I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I've been doing it since 1999. I've been in charge of the program since 1999. But it started, I think, in 94, 95. Oh, and here we go. She's up. She's busy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I should have unhooked the phone and I didn't. I apologize. I it thought I turned it off. It is all right. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Christmas tree uh, season. Now, you're located up near, you said, in Wayne County, up near Medina, and Scott is in uh, the southwest part of the state. So, I mean, you, you probably have a little little bit of differences when it comes to growing the trees, but I would just love to hear how, how was the crop this year? Um, our Christmas tree crop is doing fine in our area. Uh, we have a hard time providing enough wholesale for people. Uh, the state of Ohio sells more trees then they grow. Uh, so a lot of trees come back in and uh, go back out. Uh, so we sell, brings a lot of back inside. This phone's not going to stop. I apologize. <laughs> That's quite all right, Amy. Let's, 
<laughs> we can toss it over to Scott. How are things looking uh, right now, Scott, where, where you are? Yeah, in, in southwest uh, Ohio, we've uh, we've been pretty dry from uh, about for about three months now. We've not had any appreciable amount of rain, so that is impacting us pretty significantly, especially our seedlings. But the the mature trees are are looking good, and and we're in the final stages of getting them prepared and and ready to sell. So Scott, how many trees do you sell in a season? Well, I typically will sell, I, I shoot for 1,500 trees uh, a year, but then I, I remove from that all the trees that have, um, that have died uh, or seedlings that have, uh, didn't make it. So if I have a high mortality rate for the year, I've got to drop that down pretty significantly. And this year, because of the drought that we're having, um, I've lost over 600 seedlings. So I'm only going to be able to sell about 900 trees this year. Wow. I I don't have a problem with the drought so much up here, except for when I'm doing digging stock. Uh, we uh, have enough acreage in different places, so we have a lot of stuff, a variety, but not all varieties I have doing well. And, uh, sometimes the seedlings don't make it if you get a really dry period right after you you planted them. Mm. That happens. Um I like sell more farmer, you know. Yeah, it's the way you're dependent on the weather. Yep. And the number of trees what? kind of depends on uh, on how things are going this year. So then, what's busy time? Is that are things starting to pick up for both of you now, or when do you start to see that increase in crowd ready to get their trees? Yeah, we we have an appointment system that we use. We've been using it for about four years now, because uh, because we have such a large uh, number of, of customers and so that has really helped us uh, to control uh, how many trees that we're, we're able to sell in a day so to speak and it also um, gives some flexibility for our customers in that they they at least know that they're going to be able to get a tree uh, on a on a particular day in the year so that's what that's what we've been uh, focusing on right now is just um, getting all of our appointments taken care of in fact all of them were were taken within 36 hours of, of opening. So um, we've been really good with that. So other than that, we're getting our gift shop ready to go and uh, just making sure that all the equipment is uh, is ready for processing our trees. Wonderful. Uh, on our hand, uh, our open house was the beginning of November, which is this past weekend. So we were setting up trees last week. Uh, it took a lot of time. Um, we run, I don't know, 16, 18 hours a day because we put uh, fresh trees 7 from 14 feet up in the gift shop. It's about 5,000 square feet. They're all fresh. And then we have the open house. I had a lot of photographers out over the weekend, and they come all the rest of these weekends going on. Um, most of our cutting crowd, those starts oh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, actually has been picking up in the last couple of years. I, I do tell you that I've already sold two choose-and-cut trees this year. I think oh, they're nuts. Okay. But it's birds. early. That you know, you send them into the Fraser Fur Patch if you're going to send them out early. You can't send them into Blue Spruce or anything else. That's just you have to know what you're doing with it. So it's uh, I I I wish everyone could see Amy's setting right now. (laughs) Behind Amy, it is just Christmas. It is she has a Christmas sweatshirt on. I'm seeing (laughs) ribbons, decorations, trees, boxes of everything. You're you're putting me in the Christmas spirit, Amy. 
Yeah, the, the tree right behind me with all the white stripes on it is actually twas the night before Christmas, and all eighty lines of the poem are run down through the tree. And then I have one that's gingerbread, and one that's all glass ornaments. And I think I have the this the three ship. I saw three ships and uh, the Christmas ship on an arch. Um, then I've got animals, all kinds of stuff. We just pick different themes every year, and people come in and look for stuff. It's kind of interesting. Some things do better than others, and some things. You have no idea why they sell. Um, I had piranha on a tree one year, and the kids, they bought them all in two days. I had piranha fish. It's like, it's just strange, you know. You know, I, I don't know. It's People have strange things that they want on trees. That's, we get it. Funny. It's just how, like social media. We never know. Exactly. <laughs> Amy, how did you, um, I'm going to ask both of you this question, but how, how did you start to, how did you get a Christmas tree farm? How did this happen? Well, in, in our case, it's a, it's a long-time family business. Um, the farms that we originally started on in uh, were chestnut covered, covered with chestnut trees. When the chestnut blight went through in the early 1900s, uh, the U.S. government provided seedlings to be planted, and they were white, white pine, uh, white spruce, Engelmann spruce, and Norway spruce. And my grandfather had a number of those seedlings, and he replanted the farm we had down Knox County, and the extra seedlings came up here, and we've been selling trees since 1932 in our family. So we've, we've been around for a long time, and there's about 200 acres in cultivation right now in Christmas trees. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm completely different than that. Um, we, uh, my wife and I, um, are retired military. So I, I moved to the Dayton area, Dayton, Ohio area, uh, back in 2005. We bought our farm in 2006. It was a dairy farm uh, that was converted to a, a corn and soybean crop farm. And then we planted our first trees on that farm purposely as a Christmas tree operation. So we bought the farm with that intent and uh, planted our first tree in, uh, in 2007, that spring of 2007. And, uh, and we now, we only have about 21 acres in trees, 15,000 trees. It's much smaller than uh, I imagine what Amy has, uh, but it, uh, it's serving us very well. And so we, um, we are just uh, loving uh, the opportunity to really uh, grow these trees and to provide something meaningful to uh, families during Christmas. Um, he, his, his size operation is very standard for the state of Ohio. Most of the Christmas tree farms are in the five to 25 acre range. Um, we are one of the unique ones. I do this full time. Most people do it part time. They go into Christmas tree growing for three reasons. One, to get their kids through college. Two, because they're both retired. Or three, because they're both professionals and they want to spend time with each other. And that's the three main reasons why people go into Christmas tree growing here in the state of Ohio. Hang on a second. So I can put my kids through college through a Christmas tree farm. Is that what I just heard? Yeah, but you got to start here 10 years goes. ahead of time. You have to start 10 years ahead of time to get the trees up to sell when your kids, that's why, that's why they learn how to work. We've all learned how to, um, my first job was picking up pine cones and selling them for 10 cents a bag. I love uh, it. <laughs> and, uh, then we went to bailing bundles and uh, cutting burlap sacks. And we did all kinds of stuff as kids that we had to do as we were growing up. But we make jokes that we all have pine sap running in our veins. Um, you know, I made my first change when I was 10 years old, and believe it or not, that was 58 years ago. So I've been involved with Christmas trees for that long, so as a family business. <laughs> yeah, and I work full-time, so it's uh, it's not like it's a huge income generator for us. So uh, I don't know that you're going to put your kids through college that way. 
<laughs> well, I'd only have a chance to put one one of the four with, <laughs> with the time I have left. <laughs> so, Dan, are you with, getting a real tree? I can't remember what you told us last year. Oh yes, for for sure, definitely get get a real tree. I'm also kind of an after Thanksgiving decoration. You are, yeah. Well, I hate to tell you this. My Thanksgiving tradition is going to the refrigerator and opening it up, and anything gets thrown out that I, it won't stay till Christmas because I am never home. And my Christmas tree doesn't go up till oh, Christmas yeah. Eve. Actually, I don't put decorations up till Christmas Eve oh for Christmas gosh. Day because I'm not home. My tradition is to go home after work, and I start. And I'm if I'm lucky, I get my tree up by one o'clock in the morning so it's ready for Christmas morning. That's just that's just what I do. After and he I actually set, lives on the farm. After we set. <laughs> And here, <laughs> I'm not usually into setting up Christmas trees till very, very late myself. Yeah, I feel like that would almost maybe be a chore <laughs> for you to do at the end because you've been around trees for, you know, the whole entire well, I'm year. Already, I get this stuff all set up and then I'm already thinking about what I want to do next year. So by the end of Christmas, I know what next year's styles are going to be. The way it goes. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. This was a, this is a fun conversation and uh, I'm a little jealous because you have to be dealing with a lot of happy people. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's just Most what, what a wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I used to work in retail and some retail situations are just really tough, but Christmas retail is usually pretty good. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for for joining us. Uh, we appreciate talking to you and um, we look forward to Operation Evergreen, of course, uh, this week. So Megs, we talked at the beginning about Thanksgiving, but we're not done with that subject. Never. Food, never. Uh, we're gonna be talking turkeys, um, of course, for a, a holiday special episode next week. Don't miss it. Here's, here's gonna be my question. How do you work all of the cheese into your Thanksgiving meal? Because I'm positive you do. A thousand percent correct. Um, we're <laughs> going to have to like, actually go get our blocks of cheese like next week from Carfagna's shout out. Um, and we're going to spread that all over the table, baby. All right. We will be talking about that. That will be part of part of what we're discussing next week. Have a great week. We'll see you then. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.